What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 59 of the Tucson Pinball Podcast. Welcome to Wayne's World. So uh, after quite a little bit of a break for me, uh, we're going to put the training wheels on again real quick and start with something nice and easy. So let's talk about the Mandalorian, just like everybody else. No, let's not do that. Um, however, we're going to just chime in on that topic real quick. Based on the number of podcasts that have done shows on, on this new Mandalorian game, I think it's going to be an extremely popular game. It's probably going to sell very well, and uh, that's exciting. And it's crazy that we're almost halfway, eh, well, we're we're almost through five months of the year, and uh, we just saw our first pin of 2021. So, you know, that's kind of the curse of 2020 rolling over on us. But anyway, speaking of 2020, I wanted to do a 2020 wrap-up so that I could kind of close out that year a little bit and kind of get that off my mind. So in the past, I have done a list of my location games and how they did as far as a percentage of like total earnings compared to that single game. And I just did a full list in the past. And this time I want to break it down uh, by eras and um, just kind of do the top three. So several of these games were there all year. Um, looking at the list, looks like there was only one that was not. So let's start with Moderns. So Moderns, much to everybody's joy, Ghostbusters, number one, it was there all year, and that was 14.31%. And these are just my pinball machines. So um, if you're familiar with my location, you'll know that I've got a Super Checks and I've got a a couple ticket games. And so these are just pinball earnings standalone. They don't don't factor in any of the other non-pinball games. So anyways, Ghostbusters, 14.31%. Metallica was also there all year, and 13.46% on that one. So those two are actually pretty close. Metallica was doing really well um, for for quite a while. We have one, I've got one player that kind of likes Metallica, and uh, he kind of saw a new shiny um, at a friend's location. So Metallica kind of dipped off a little bit, um, but that's not the end of the world, but... It still got played plenty. So number three, Iron Maiden, that was there all year as well, and that was a nice even 10%. Moving on to Solid States, all three were there all year. So Stars was the number one Solid State, and that was 8.19%. So kind of a, a considerable drop off, the, off of what the moderns are. Um, Funhouse, we're going to call that a Solid State because that's what Pinberg did. Uh, 7.65%, and then Taxi, and that was there all year as well, uh, 6.69%. So moving on to the EMs, the crowning king is Old Chicago at 0.26%. How terrible. No, not really. It was only there for a couple weeks. Actually, it was only on for a couple weeks because it was there. It had been working fine at the house. I delivered it, and then like it lasted maybe three days, and then something within the electrical relays in the cab was kind of going screwy, and um, it was down for a long time. So I actually brought that back home, uh, spent a couple hours troubleshooting it. Ben helped me out a whole bunch on that, so appreciate that. Uh, we were able to track down what the power issue was, and then it came back out. And going off the top of my head, I think it had like three weeks of collection total, so that's not really fair, but it's the only EM, so it wins. So there it is. So speaking of closures and whatnot, uh, TISC, which is my main 10-pin location, uh, they were closed April and May, and the pins um, most of the rest of the year were also off at BlackRock. And uh, so BlackRock was kind of a, an interesting situation as to why the games were off. 
Um, in Arizona, we had uh, contact rules as well as social distancing rules, and BlackRock's lobby and bar area just isn't all that big anyways. And they took out a couple tables to satisfy the six-foot requirement, and the pins are still within just a handful of feet of like three different tables. So uh, the owner decided to keep them off, and I was kind of fine with that because they weren't earning a whole bunch anyways without us having tournaments there. And so, yeah, they were just off pretty much um, most of the year until we, we finally chatted about turning them back on, um, and that's that'll be handled later. So uh, anyway, so since opening, uh, the pins at TISC, is seeing they're seeing about 60% of the pre-COVID play. And if I look at my monthly numbers, it's not it's not 60%, but again, that's not factoring in um I've all, I've got a Super Checks uh bubble hockey machine since uh several months ago, and my ticket machines have been seeing a little bit more play. I've got a, a prize counter setup situation going on there. And so yeah, so those are kind of picking up the slack of what used to be just pinball income. And, you know, so it's it's not as bad, um, but I definitely know that there are fewer casual players, um, what little, what few casual players were actually going to play there anyways. Um, even fewer are uh, going there as of late 2020. <clears throat> so the Tucson Pinball League was paused from April through July. And when that opened back up, uh, we we mo- I modified the format a little bit to satisfy the uh, no more than ten people in a group gathering situation um, because we we tend to have uh, let's say anywhere between fourteen and eighteen people at TPL at any one one month. Um, this year it's a little it's a little lighter, but you know I think we're still when I was doing the the roll call for for twenty twenty one it was still very much in the mix of COVID and. Um, I can understand several people being concerned about, you know, being in a gathering or whatever. So, but anyways, the the modified schedule is I've got two sessions of signups and it's uh, eight people per session. And one session will go until their time slot is done and they typically end at least 30 minutes before the time slot's done. And then the next group session can start and then they'll have their own time slot and then it's all done. So that's been working really well. It's a little bit more tedious on my end because I have to reach out to the group and then ping everybody and say, hey, what what session you want to be in? And then update the web page um, to show that and then respond to everybody, which, um, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal. But it's just a kind of a, a difference between the two setups that we go through. So we ran the city championship, it ran just as planned. Um, but after TISC opened back up, uh, we only did one tournament a month and in, instead of four, I used to do weeklies. And if there was a, a month that had a fifth Thursday, that was just kind of a bonus week for everybody to take off and, you know, enjoy, enjoy a Thursday, not at the rink, I guess. I don't know. I enjoy my Thursdays at the rink. Um, so four to eight players is kind of, Kind of the norm. Um, that's kind of my my pre-COVID range is four to eight. Sometimes we'll get higher than that. Um, sometimes we'll get a couple from Phoenix come down and, and kind of bump up the numbers a little bit, which is always awesome. Um, but yeah, four to eight players is four to eight, not forty-eight. If I had forty-eight players, I'd be really happy, but I'd also be freaking out because 
Um, a, I've, I've got 10 machines, and satisfying 48 players in any kind of format with 10 machines would be very challenging. And also, I don't even think we've got the space for 48 people all in that, that area of the rink. So 40, 48 would be, would be tough. Um, my dream situation is 16 to 24-ish. That would be, I think, my ideal uh, tournament attendance for my location. So anyways, uh, no, no IFPA meant that city points were awarded based on IFPA calculators. And there's one online, which is really great. Um, and I actually had to go away from that because we had a new player start to participate. And when I would um, paste the match play link into the calculator online, uh, let's say there were eight players, it would only give points, the points breakdown for one through seven. And that's because, I think, it's because that, that new player, they didn't have a ranking within the IFPA. They weren't rated. They have to do five events before they get rated. And until then, they contribute 0, 0.0 points to the event. <laughs> so where's everybody else? Just to come full circle. Everybody else uh, gives 0.5 points per player as a base. And then there's some bonus points on top of that if you are rated or ranked high enough. So... Um, and I really like that web page because it did factor in the rating and ranking bonus points. And but when we had this player start to part participate, um, they were basically being left out. And it's like, well, if I'm going to have to manually calculate this, I'm just going to go back to the spreadsheet that I designed a couple of years ago, and I have it on Google Drive, and it has the IFPA formulas, and I have a, a single cell to put in for bonus points. But then I also have to calculate those, which I have another section of the spreadsheet to do that. But it's all manual entry. And I got to the point where it's just like, you know what? Bonus points equals zero. Everybody gets a half a point, whether you're rated and ranked or not. And we just kind of go from there. And then it's all just percentage based on the grading. So a um, little bit more behind the curtain than probably anybody really cares about. And, oh, my God, it's tournament talk. But still, um, even without the IFPA, we can award city points because... We can figure it out. <laughs> so um, the year did not end mid-December, or actually, what was it, the 19th or the 21st when City <laughs> was held? That's kind of like my my end of the year because um, we don't do any tournaments after that. And then the rink closes for two weeks, and then it's it's kind of like the, I don't know, maybe the, uh, depends on the, the year, the way the calendar will, will play out. But sometimes it's the first Thursday when we can get back in there. Uh, but sometimes it's the second Thursday. So anyways, that's kind of, my brain just kind of turns off from uh, TDing and, and operating and stuff for a couple weeks because uh, my games are all off and locked up anyways. So there's no point. Um, however, <laughs> the day before Christmas, a friend of mine sent me a link to um, offer up. And it's kind of like a Craigslist Facebook marketplace type thing. Um, and he's like, hey, check this out. And it was an ACDC Pro. And I got that the day after Christmas. <laughs> and, yeah, so that was uh, that was fun. Um, got it home. It was super dirty. And uh, it, was all, it was early, early run uh, ACDC. So it was all incandescent. And it was the Pro. So it's got the nice... Uh, you know, devil horn pucker face, whatever from Angus on the the front and center right there. But it was it was super dirty. There was a couple switches not working. There was a couple screws loose that were uh, 
allowing the switches to kind of teeter and, and maybe slingshot the ball around a little bit more than if they were firmly tightened. Um, but anyways, uh, got that, got that out on location, and uh, it didn't take very long for Andy to GC it, and that's kind of the way things go when ACDC is around town in Tucson because that's Andy's favorite game. He's got one at his house, and he likes to put his initials up on the ones that are on location as well. But you know what? That's awesome too. So uh, anyways, so TPL and City Events are going to continue as is um, into 2021. It's kind of my my little cliff note on that, um, and that has been the case. Uh, let's see. We're going to add... Okay, so one of the goals was to add, because we were only doing one tournament, kind of third quarter, fourth quarter, 2020, and I really wanted to add another tournament and I wanted to have the games back on at BlackRock. And so that was part of my um, present, not presentation, but like my conversation to say, hey, if we can put get these games back on now that some of the things are loosening up a little bit, uh, if we can put these games back on, I can start doing a monthly. <clears throat> well, I did, I don't remember if I did one or two, but there was like three players. <laughs> and, you know, and then I was doing collections and I think, um, between the three games, uh, they made like 350 one month and 450 another month before we did tournaments. And it's like, yeah, that's not very good for three pinball machines. So anyway, so that was kind of a, you know, let's put a dot in that one and, or put a pin in there and, and kind of see, see what we think about that after we, we kind of assess that a little bit. Um, kind of going after that situation, I, I kind of was thinking again how I really wanted a location in southeast Tucson because that's really close to where I live. Um, but the options in my area are so slim. And that's that's always just been the point. And it's not – like all it takes is one good location, but there's literally two good locations in all of the Rita Ranch Vale area. And one of them, I went in to, to talk to somebody, anybody about it, and I go in there and there's like – a third the tables that normally are there and the little back corner that I was like, Oh, I could probably put four machines in there. Um, that had two little tiny tables and I was like, well, maybe we're just going to have to wait till after COVID. And then the other location, they've just been closed. <laughs> so it's like, well, there's no point cause they're closed. Um, so anyways, that was, that was kind of my, you know, that's the enduring, uh, issue with COVID is, you know, between um, Serial Grillers, which is a pretty popular, it's now actually a, it's not a chain, but it is a multi-location uh, restaurant uh, in the Tucson area. And they do, like, they do comfort food. They do burgers, fries, pizza, salad, stuff like that. But, like, it's all named after, like, horror film or serial killer people. And um, it's it's kind of cleverly done. It's, it's kind of interesting. Their logo is really cool. Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely an interesting place. But it's tons of like metal surfaces. Like all the tables are like five hundred pound welded, you know, steel and iron stuff. And like all their their trays are all like stainless steel. It's very very industrial looking. Either that or prison looking. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, cereal grillers uh, in in the Southeast area of Tucson. That was one of my, my ideas. And it's like, man, cause it used to be another restaurant and, and then COVID kind of killed them off. 
or not even COVID before COVID. There was there was an issue with something, whatever. But you know, bye bye Chewies. But they had uh, they used to have one pinball machine and like five arcade games and a couple. Um, just I don't even know what you call them, but merchandisers or whatever. You put your coins in, you turn the thing, and out comes a little capsule with you know a toy or a gumball machine or a bouncy ball or you know whatever. They had a couple of those, but they had been there for years and years and years. And then Chewies closed and. Uh, cereal grillers kind of renovated a little bit and they opened back up and they had a different area because they filled the one the one wall that had the games prior they filled that with with some tables and they kind of restructured the way that the table layout was but there was this back corner that had a, just a perfect area for four pinball machines and i was just like i want that spot because they don't have anything there and then the world shut down and you know whatever so um, maybe at some point uh, that will be an option again, but for now it's not. So either way, you know, kind of closing out 2020, I was still trying to grow, grow the player base, and it it kind of is dependent on getting a southeast location. But I had a couple different marketing ideas that I really wanted to try, and um, I, you know, growing the player base means finding people that don't already know about us. So. That's that's always been a big hurdle. I've talked to Robert when he, when D and D was still sponsoring a lot of different stuff. He said they tried all sorts of different stuff around the the university, and just so many things didn't work. Uh, they were actually holding private parties um, for uh, the bands that the the classic rock station would bring into town, and also their sister station, the Modern Rock uh, Channel in KFMA and KLPX um, in Tucson. Um, they held. I, I heard about it. You could win. Like there was maybe five tickets you could win and they would have like this private party at D&D, which had 30-ish pinball machines. And easily, you know, you could close the the front door and they they had a two-car garage door that you could also close and just have a a private party atmosphere. And they tried that and I I would hear them on the radio a whole bunch. And, you know, I talked to Robert about that and he's just like, yeah, like none of it worked, (laughs) which is, it's really disheartening because it's like, you know, we really just want to, get this outreach um, and presented in front of people. And it's just such a struggle. So, and so many different locations are different, not locations necessarily, but just so many cities are different as far as just kind of the, the habits of the locals, you know, like Tucson, it, it gets hot. <laughs> and so, you know, you might have climates that, that people enjoy being outside in the summer because it's, it's winter and frozen uh, during the, the winter time. And, you know, here everybody's out during the winter because it, it doesn't ever get really that bad. Um, but everybody wants to be indoors here during the summertime. So that's when you kind of want to be like, hey, come play pinball. We have air conditioning. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, but anyways, um, I have some marketing ideas and we're not done yet. We're just going to roll right into 2021 so far. So 2021 so far, I have pulled the games from BlackRock. <laughs> And the return is questionable. And I got to tell you, $4 a month is not very motivating. Um, but there there was just kind of a, I don't know, the methodology for how those games were, were powered on on a regular basis, i.e. Um, they wanted to do it and their bartenders were not even aware that they could have them turned on. Um, because apparently the timer that I brought and checked many times while they were closed, I could look in the window and say, yep, the games aren't on yet. And that's good because they're not open. But uh, they were they were insistent that the timer was not working properly and the games were always on. And, 
you know, those darn pinball machines, they just burn so much electricity, especially when they're all LED'd. But anyways, I mean, that's just kind of, that that was my big sticking point, is if the games aren't on, they're not going to get played. And if uh, I'm dependent on the location for the games to get turned on, uh, the odds are not very good. So, when I was coming to that realization, and then later that decision, uh, I decided to go talk to Hot Rods, because, hey, they opened back up, and hey, they used to have five pinball machines in their lobby. Let's go talk to them. I don't know exactly why the five pinball machines were pulled. Um, there's probably a couple different combinations of things that kind of factored into that. Um, but one, the operator moved to a different city, you know, about 45 minutes away from Tucson. And when you go from being 10 minutes from that location to 45 minutes, um, that's not as appealing. You know, that's kind of a long haul, especially if you're getting called out there for a coin jam. You know, that's kind of fun. So anyways, um, I didn't move the full BlackRock suite over. Um, I moved two of the th three games and then one of the games, Taxi, I pulled from Tisk to rotate something else out. And so that's the lineup at Hot Rods right now. And it's Taxi, F14, and Diner. And those are downstairs. And it's really cool to say downstairs because Hot Rods has an upstairs. They have an upstairs bar that is 21 and up um, at all hours. Uh, Hot Rods is all ages. It's a restaurant uh, slash bar um, throughout the day. And it's all ages downstairs um, until 10 o'clock, I think. And then it's 21 and up throughout just because, I don't know, maybe they don't like kids screaming past their bedtime or I, I mean I don't know most kids aren't even up past 10 except mine on the weekends <laughs> but uh, anyways so upstairs they have a second bar area and it's got this really cool view and there's a, a nice outdoor patio balcony area and there's a booths and a nice long bar with plenty of bar t uh, chairs and there's a couple Nice, appealing wall spots that the owner guy that I was talking to when I first walked through and gave him the pitch. And it didn't take much to pitch him. He was just like, yeah, okay. And um, so anyways, he, he showed me upstairs as we were kind of finishing up. And he's like, we're not open yet, but we're, we're going to be opening up in the next few weeks. And um, here's the, the layout because nobody had been up there in a year. <laughs> and I hadn't been up there in a little while. Um, so, yeah, it was cool to, to check that out again. And so he said... You know, there's there's definitely a couple spots that we could probably put some games. And I don't know that we could put five pins up there quite yet. But, man, that would be a really cool league location. I don't have anybody in my league anymore that's under 21. Um, so, you know, that's uh, that's always an option. It would take five more games in that location, though. But uh, they're getting played. And they're getting played quite a bit more than they were at BlackRock. So, you know, I, I like BlackRock. I like the, the ownership team there. Um, it just, you know, it just wasn't a good fit and not everything works, you know, as well as other things and, and that's okay. So that's, it's, it's a lot of trial and error in some instances and for a while it was going okay. And then, uh, it just, it just kind of petered out a little bit. So anyways, back to hot rods, the first few weeks have, uh, have been really, um, really promising. Um, I think actually on average per pin, uh, per collection, they're beating out per week. Uh, they're beating out any game at TISC as well. So that's that's pretty impressive. But we're still in the honeymoon phase, and I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen long term as far as uh, coin drop goes. But um, I'm very excited for that location. Uh, the managers and the ownership, um, they're all really cool and, and you know easy to talk to. And they actually communicate with me and say, hey, there's 
the the change machine isn't doing anything. The the light is on. <laughs> it's like okay, I'll be out there in ten minutes because it's it's maybe a touch over ten minutes from where I live, and that's that's the best part because Tisk is thirty minutes away, and so a service call to that is like well. I'm going to be there tomorrow for the tournament, so that's when I'll fix the change machine or whatever. Um, so we're still doing two groups for League, and we might go back to one group here maybe in the next few months. It all just kind of depends on what the rules are and how AZ does with uh, with our numbers. You know, you look at the chart for vaccinations, and it's it's still upticking, which is good. You know, it just means that the people that... <laughs> The, the people that want the vaccine are still out there and getting it done. Uh, when that starts to go flat, then it's like, okay, we've kind of uh, satisfied that that population base, I guess. And, um, you know, there's not much more you can do. And at that point, honestly, at that point, when it starts going flat and everybody's like, okay, everybody that wants it has it. And everybody that doesn't either had COVID and has the antibodies and doesn't want to get a shot or, you know, whatever, um, whatever the reasons. I think at that point it's like, okay, well, open her back up because uh, there's not much more progress you're going to make on on either front. So just open it back up and um, take your own personal responsibilities. So, But until that day comes, we're going to be doing two groups for League, which is cool. Um, like I said, it's a little bit more work, but it's really not that bad. Um, but, yeah. I would one thing I would like to do though, and I kind of miss about having the single session that you just can't do with a double session because all the first session people leave because they don't want to hang out for not that they don't want to hang out for another two and a half hours, but there's no need for them to hang out for another two and a half hours, right? And um, even if they were kind of off in the distance but still present, and it's just like okay, you, you, and you, you qualified for finals, you know, after two and a half hours, and these guys have just been playing pins for the last two hours, you know, that's kind of kind of unbalanced. Um, but anyways, like that's kind of the one thing that I do miss about having a single session. And typically people will, well, a single group. And then, cause a session in my world is uh, a, a session is two months because that's how I would put it together and then submit it to the IFPA. Every two months I would do that because we'd have uh, two league events. And then after the second league event, we would do a finals because you have to have a head-to-head component to submit to IFPA, and my league format does not. So we would have an open top four finals, and uh, that would determine the final top four order. And and I also added a B division um, finals. And anybody can be in the open, but only B division players can be in the B division finals. And that gave B division players something to look forward to, and maybe something to compete towards. And um, it's it's actually it's pretty exciting. <laughs> so um, I was happy when we started doing that, and that's I I do miss that portion of the uh, of the league aspect. So, but like I said, maybe maybe soon, maybe not. Um, depending on how things go, we'll be able to get back to one big group again, and we can start doing finals. So my current you know, city point standing type stuff. Um, we had been doing one event and now we're up to two. And I think, I think it's probably going to stay like that even after everything's open after COVID. Uh, just because doing four, it was awesome, but it was also kind of a grind. And it also depends on hockey schedule for my son because uh, his practice, one of his practice days is Thursday. And it's like, oh, yay, I'm at the rink that he's practicing at. 
Um, but somebody has to come get him. Otherwise, he's going to be here for another four hours. Um, so anyways, uh, I do one match play and one flip frenzy every month. And I'm, I've been getting five to eight players, which is kind of the normal attendance pre-COVID. And like I said, if I could ever get, I mean, we've had, we've had months where it was 11. We had a 12. We had a 14. The 14 was quite a while ago. Um, you know, but it's like, man, my, my dream range is kind of like that 16 to 24. And honestly, like 16 to 20 is probably like right, right where I would be able to, to be comfortable trying to TD and also, you know, deal with stuck balls and also be able to play. Cause uh, once you start getting into those kind of medium sized local tournaments, it's harder for the TD to play. And I mean, I, I put tournaments on because I like putting tournaments on, but I, I also like playing in them. So that would that would start to be a struggle if there was uh, too many people, not too many people, but a lot more people than we're currently getting. So, But either way, um, we're, we're striving towards those high teens, low 20s, uh, player count range, and hopefully Hot Rods will, uh, will let me reach out to another group, and hopefully some of them will be willing to travel another 20 minutes away <laughs> to go play um, pinball at a hockey rink. And most people comment when they go there for the first time, it's like, it smells like a hockey rink. And it's like, yeah, yes, it does. But I mean, either a, you get used to it or you just don't notice it, but league is on soccer days. So come to league instead. But, uh, anyways, that's kind of where we are halfway through 2021. We're on the downhill from it. It's, uh, it's looking better every every day, every week. You know, whatever we get, uh, we get better numbers and uh, things are going well. So, um, larger events are starting to happen. They're starting to get put on the schedule. Um, that's awesome. You know, the the rumblings of IFPA. I, I haven't heard Josh on a podcast in a long time, but you know, I, I'm sure if he updated it now, he'd say, "Well, we have we have more yes votes than we had." You know, the last time I was on a podcast and. You know, that's showing we're going in the right direction. I have no idea if he's going to wait for, you know, Europe because Europe is kind of, you know, they're the ones that are struggling the most right now. Canada's on lockdown for maybe that's even over, you know, as of this weekend. Or I, I don't know uh, what their what their schedule was, but I know they were on lockdown for a couple of weeks. Um, last time I heard somebody talk about it, they were said they were about three weeks away. But that's been a little while. So, you know, Canada's coming in out of it. Uh, I think I just saw an article saying um, Europe is has secured like a hundred, what was it like a hundred million COVID vaccine doses or something like that. So, you know, then they have they have to get produced because you can't just snap your fingers and have a hundred million doses of anything. But um, you know, the U.S. numbers are looking good, and then it can start getting distributed um, to the overflow of of areas that don't have that production capability and you know we're all gonna hopefully come out of this soon and then we can say game on to, to pinball and uh, we can travel to places and see everybody again and do the big tournament thing and um, yeah see what the future holds so it's all exciting and uh, thanks for tuning in we can take the training wheels off and that's it I'm calling it a night party on party on Wayne party on Garth it's Wayne's world Wayne's world